You're listening to Talking about Secret Garden, we have been for the past 18 plus hours. We're on episode 19, the penultimate. That means second to the last. The second to the last. That's what it means. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> second to the last episode for Secret Garden. Oh my God, how do you guys feel about this journey? Wow, I just don't know. <laughs> That sums it up. After watching this episode, I honestly feel worse. <laughs> I'm like, like once more, uh, the pacing is just like so weird. I'm like, is this really yeah. the second to last episode? Yeah. I mean, it's it felt like more of the same of uh, questions were answered. And yet there was still things that were left unanswered. And I don't know, they're, they're dangling the carrot uh for episode 20 the final episode and just a spoiler we still haven't seen a secret garden so many questions left unanswered Mm-mm. 19 hours not even one secret garden they've been not really one. stringing us along and i have a very big uh yeah i have i have i have a very i have a very big grievance but i will get I, I, ha- I have i have some one? as well yeah 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 we'll we'll get to it well, well I mean, okay, let's get to it, right? Let's get to it. Let's get to so, it. Let's get to it. <laughs> so, gals, uh, <laughs> Richie oh. is in that very uncomfortable position where he's like almost kissing Grunge Princess, and Grunge Princess looks uncomfortable, as we are all. And in that moment, Grunge Princess chants that limerick, you know, that Richie mm-hmm. Rich always says, and that sparks a memory, or it surprises Richie Rich that she knows this. But Grunge Princess won't tell him anymore because she says she's protecting him. Um, he's also very surprised by how aggro she is, which I am as well because she's never been this aggro with him in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she, it's like she she's goes, toying with him psychologically, yeah. like manipulating him almost. Like, kind of weird. It's like, yeah, and it feels like she's behaving as she does when she when she's in his body. Yes, like. Like it feels, you know, like uh, it feels, but I, I like it. I mean, I like to see her have power and agency. So <laughs> I like yeah, it yeah. too. It just kind of feels like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, the logic, the the character logic is is oftentimes missing yeah. for us. It's like the the writers are trying to stunt and flex like, hey, look at these. Look at this role reversal of a role reversal that we've done that without the physical bodies reversing anymore. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And this is not related, but it is something that I learned that I wanted to share with everybody. Mm. Um, So I did some Googling. I don't remember why I was inspired to do this. But anyway, um, uh, so in, uh, oh, yeah, because uh, Richie says that he's in a 34-year-old's body. And I was like, I wonder how old Hyunbin is. And when Hyunbin was filming this, he would have been only like 26 during Mm. production. So he's 26 playing a 34-year-old. And I was like, wow, that would like, I feel like never happen in the U.S., like on USC, because it's always like much older people playing much younger people. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was like, wow, that's fascinating. He didn't well, even know. It's the payoff, right? Because now he's a 21-year-old. Is I guess true? mentally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 in the show, in the show. Yeah. I thought you were talking about like crash landing on you or something. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. I really jumped. <laughs> They they cast him just for this one episode where he gets to play a twenty one year old. Yeah, but yeah, I was like, oh, I was really impressed. Like, if he's twenty six when they're filming, because he's thirty seven now. This came out in twenty ten, so they probably mm-hmm. filmed it in two thousand nine. So if he was only twenty six when they filmed it, I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say, he provides quite a range throughout the series and in this episode in particular. Mm-hmm. Almost as if he's like building up for a reel. He's like. <laughs> Look he at what and, um, I can do. He and the he and the other actress that plays the housekeeper are they're, <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. they're both trying to compete for reels. I have another there are no small actors award to give out tonight. Ooh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that award. 
Is it the same person, Steve, that you're thinking of? Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it yeah, Champagne yeah. Frank? It's not what? Champagne. Oh, no, no. in the episode. Oh, no, for this not. episode. Okay, I was about to say. Yeah, I didn't see him in this episode. But it made me realize this perf- this performer, this unnamed performer, mm-hmm. uh, made me suddenly realize, you know what? This person is like, uh, he deserves like the audience. Oh. This Ooh. person deserves the audience award, I feel like. Oh, wow. Oh, favorite, fan favorite. Yeah, like just, uh, I come to, I've come to appreciate this character throughout the series, mm-hmm. I realized after a while. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I almost gave it away. Ooh. Interesting. Titillating. <laughs> yes, very titillating. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, we're not quite there yet. We're not because, there yet. No. No, because Grunge Princess is still with Richie Rich. Um, and she tells him that this time he needs to come to her, mm. you know, flexing her powers or whatever. But he threatens to tell her to leave if he can't remember why he liked her. And she's like, fine, you choose. And she talks about the Little Mermaid some more. Ugh, like, come on. Oh, God. They're beating us over the head with that damn thing. I too. know. And it doesn't make any more sense. It doesn't. But I guess to the writer's credit, it does like jog something in his memory. So when Grunge Princess sure. leaves his house, he eventually follows her. Mm-hmm. And can uh, we talk about this dock to his oh, house? It's like a runway. <laughs> it was like a road. It's very extremely narrow and like <laughs> truly so long. I didn't ever notice it before. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I don't know if you guys thought this, but I was wondering, doesn't that just lead to the water? Where is she going? I thought that just oh. would just lead. It was like a pier, like a dock, like or whatever. Uh, and it would just lead straight into, into the water. Oh yeah, because the entrance to the we've seen the entrance to the house before. Mm-hmm. They always come and, off to the side from like yeah. the hill. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. The dock is like somewhere in the backyard, just like going off into the distance. Well, I guess she did expect him. She says she expected him to follow her. Right. So maybe, maybe that's why she doesn't mind walking towards the lake. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just got so distracted by all the other things that I'm, I'm trying to make sense of. Uh, you know what else I got distracted distracted by and I'm trying to make sense of? Tell what? us. Hottie. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's back. Oh, he's Very back. good. Very good. Oh, you got it. I me. love that. That was a great oh transition. Oh, the thank you so much. Mm, thank you master. so much. I try my best for him. Um, but he's holding a meeting. He's telling Grunge Princess that she's no longer in Dark Blood. They re- recast her role, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, she's obviously disappointed, but she's taking it like a champ. Um, and has all these like flashbacks to pre-production meetings, which like, why is she at all these pre-production meetings? <laughs> and why are they like, I found it very odd that they were like taking her measurements like while the like right next to the production meet. Like I was like. They can get a second, like, just even step off to the side. Yeah. And they did it at the stunt, like, studio. Like, since when was yeah. that, like, the headquarters oh, for all yeah. the decisions? Like, what? <laughs> the stunt studio has, like, a monopoly. They're like, if you shoot in Korea, you need to use our studios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, yeah. Well. Under really contract. Funny. Union contract. Yes. But we also, we talked about this over email, sorry, listeners, but we also find out that Richie Rich knew what was in the stockings all along. Because he asks her about the soaps in the so- in the stockings. Yes. yes, and he unfortunately now we know for sure it's not bones. It is. Not oh bones. man! But yes, we did. Too. We all emailed each other about <laughs> this, and me and Kathy both took us the exact same screenshot of it of when he says, "Why did you put soap in your stockings?" Ugh. That that if if you know you know if we didn't hear about what it actually was. That would have hit me like a ton of bricks, I feel oh, like. Oh, man. That. It would have been like a <laughs> Sixth Sense style twist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's like, what? <laughs> it was soap? You know, it was yeah. soap. Oh, but also, man. like, I think it's really, uh, like, I agree that it's extremely wasteful that people are throwing away those little end pieces of soap. Like, mm-hmm. what's, you could still use it. Just stick, yeah. it to the, just stick it to the new bar of soap. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. and crayons. People throw crayons away all the oh, time. Yeah, they melt them. Yeah, little muffin. Get a little muffin tin, mm-hmm. and then it colors. Sometimes a really <laughs> odd color, but you know, like you see, you got 
you know, it's it works. Odd, kind so, of a weird shape. Are you f- are you drawing with like a coin, like a, a cupcake shaped like mm-hmm. crayon? Like, it's yeah, <laughs> I used to do this, uh, or not me, but like I remember that my mom did this once that she like melted a bunch of my crayons together and it made like a giant like truly a muffin size crayon. Wow, and it's very awkward to hold, but and sometimes the colors are strange, but it's you know. not great, but it's also not trash. But also you could you could like save like, you know, some red crayons, some green crayons or whatever, mm-hmm. and then melt them all together so that it doesn't make like mm. one muffin. <laughs> one Man. muffin crayon. But sometimes you know, a muffin crayon's fun. You know, you know how when you're a kid you, you try to draw in like skin tone? So it's like you always I don't know, for me I always thought like the default skin tone was peach for some mm-hmm. reason. Well, it's like in the future the default skin tone will be this muffin crayon. <laughs> muffin you know, crayon. Like, yeah. Yeah. You can, I mean, again, you can, you can keep little sections of, of crayons so that, or you can make your own color. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I distinctly remember muffin crayons. <laughs> That's amazing. Life hack. Truly enormous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And probably th- something Grunge Princess did in her real life. When she Honestly, yes. She's got her muffin soap stockings. Mm-hmm. I wonder, because Koreans use these, uh, the kids are usually using something called a, uh, like these uh, crayon crepas, so that that crepas, so that means crayon pastels. So it's like they're like really smushy, oily crayons that like smear really well. Oh wow! Like actual art art yeah. supplies. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> wow, yeah. um, that's some richy rich stuff. That's not yeah, truly. Stuff. All children use this. I mean. You know, it's been a while since I was a kid and, and, and using that that stuff in Korea. But back then, it was like that was the standard. It's like they didn't have the American style crayons were always like drier. And they felt like it was like the difference between writing with a like a fountain pen versus like a, like a big pen. Like mm-hmm. the it just felt like it was a lot more messier with the, the Korean version of the crayon. It's like mixed with a lot of oils or something like that. Um, but very versus- vivid colors. Sure, versus like the rose art crayons, which were absolutely the worst. Well, those are just like candle wax. It was just they were so waxy. <laughs> just like... This is now just a crayon <laughs> where I remember crayons from my childhood and I rank them. And I just remember that rose art was the very, 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 very like my least favorite crayons. And yeah, then... I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And rose sometimes art. like restaurant crayons were also oh the worst, extremely bad. You gotta bring your own. You gotta bring mm-hmm. your own. Just bring your own muffin crayon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You listen to that Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they do that stuff, right? Well, the point sure. is, it wasn't bones in the stockings unless she grinded the bones down and melted them into soap-like shapes. But I'm oh, that's a possibility. It's a possibility, mm-hmm. but I I think there it's probably just soap. But him bringing this up proves that his memory's coming back. Mm-hmm. So she's like stoked about it and she like kind of brings up the body switching and he's like what and she's like never mind never mind <laughs> i loved that i loved that it was just like so kind of oh, well, just, we'll, talk, we'll talk about yeah that. <laughs> and, he, and he, then he doesn't push back <laughs> yeah he's like body switch is such a huge thing to say that whatever <laughs> we cut from that to blazers and bernie um and blazers is very confused that bernie's decided to stay in korea but he's decided to stay because of john mayer and they kind of have like a little like rudeness battle where it sounds like maybe it is a love triangle. I don't know. What did you guys yeah, think? I I I agree. Like it seemed like Blazers was getting very antagonistic after like when she was alone with John Mayer. Um, and so it seemed like it was leaning into that, but then it never really became anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it was ever supposed to be taken seriously it's like oh right. ha, ha, like it's like a love triangle like now blazers is competing with men for oscar's affection or whatever um yeah it was kind of like a, a little bit of a throwaway joke i guess sure because we know that john mayer loves blazers so it's not even a possibility even if bernie's crushing on john mayer yeah for someone who's so like rational minded and and seemingly grounded this is kind of this has always been kind of a sticking point for me. It's like, why is he so like catty and petty about this? Like, I don't know. Maybe I just read his character wrong. It's like it's, it feels a little bit tropey and forced. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, he is very manipulative of John Mayer. Perhaps he is staying with John Mayer, it sounded like. Mm-hmm. Um, but John Mayer wants to go talk to Blazers, and Bernie's like, well, you have 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, cool. I like this Bernie, not going to lie. He's very time-sensitive. <laughs> uh, but John Mayer pulls Blazers aside because he wants help to reshoot his music video in anticipation of rele- his release of his seventh album, or 7.1, as he calls it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why does he call it that? I, uh, my guess is like you know what I screwed up seven point zero, so let me just start over yeah. again at seven point one. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Not gonna and move the, on to eight. No, 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 no. We're gonna we're gonna make seven work. Yeah. We're gonna make seven work, and we'll move on when I am good and ready. Because he's using the same songs, I believe, right? Yeah, I think Bernie is Bernie writing some for him too. Like, is that what's happening? Because mm. he calls himself his producer or John yeah. Mayer's producer. That's what mm-hmm. it seemed like to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Richie Rich comes in and immediately starts, like, flirting with Blazers. This is very Mm -hmm. uncharacteristic. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he leaves to see Italy, evil mom. Um, And Blazers is like, I should have dated 21-year-old Richie Rich. I was like, yeah, you had a better shot with (laughs) 21-year-old Richie Rich. Oh, man. And poor John Mayer just, like, couldn't catch a break in this scene from anybody. He's just like. Mm, mm, mm. Poor John Mayer. We love him. Poor John Mayer. Well, so Richie Rich goes to Italy, Evil Mom, and asks her about his stunt woman girlfriend. And Italy, Evil Mom tries to, like, slyly express her discontent. Um, But it, I don't know, it doesn't seem to really work. He still seems to be, like, intrigued by her. And then he asks about the firefighter from the accident because he wants to call and thank him. And Italy pretends like he's alive. Yeah. yeah. This Crazy. was all, like, extremely odd. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's trying to kind of, like, tiptoe around the fact that he's, his mind and memories is based on a, like his life 13 years before. You know, mm-hmm. he's as a 21 year old. So I guess, I don't know, maybe, maybe you do have to, I don't know how to take care of a, a amnesiac. I don't know how that goes. Yeah. I mean, I guess she's doing it out of care for him. She's trying to protect him. Um, and then later the roommate and Grunge Princess are having dinner and we confirm that Ah Young's dreams are predictive. She's uh, the full oracle. She is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which Grunge Princess has a witch father and an oracle roommate. Oh my goodness. But then so. Ah Young is like very upset because she had a bad dream about a big black door, three kids crying, and behind that, Richie Rich is crying and Grunge Princess is yelling. It's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. And then just to like not spoil it, but like there's no payoff for that there yet. There is no payoff. So we have to assume that it will come next episode, but like, yeah. what was that? Like, who are the three children? It's just like so weird to introduce these things, like to to be planting seeds literally in the penultimate episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where we still have so many other questions to answer. We do not <laughs> yes. need more. So many questions to answer. God damn it. <laughs> well, okay. So this wasn't who I was thinking of for fan favorite, but I think I will nominate Secretary Kim for fan favorite. Yes. <laughs> Love Secretary <laughs> Kim. Secretary Kim. It was the fan. He, like, makes so many funny choices. He, like, came in dancing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he was, like, he tells Grinch Princess to go see Richie Rich, and she's all annoyed because she's like, I told him to see me or whatever. And then they meet in some kind of, like, spa. Is that fair to say? Seems like it. Yeah. Yeah, Some sort of private hot tub spa, looks like. Yeah. Right. And Richie Rich says he invited her there to see her body. (sighs) And then, 21 year old, 21 year old, to be fair. I yeah. Guess. Not that it should, uh, what do you call that? Um, Justify it. Right. Or, I feel like yeah. these are like mind Exonerate. thoughts. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. things you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You wouldn't say that out loud. Yeah. Oh, but just to like punctuate it, he pulls her into the hot tub. Uh, I mean, they're wearing clothes. They're not like, 
I, I guess it's, it does make a difference, but but it's also not kind to pull somebody into a hot tub. No, not if they do not want to. There. Yeah, you don't know their health conditions, and also it's just like it. You gotta like ease into. I mean, maybe I'm like just a a baby, but I'm like you gotta ease into mm-hmm. a hot tub. Yeah, that's oh true. my goodness, it's not that's a splashy true. pool. It's not a splashy pool. That's right. Mm-mm. Well, in the hot tub, Richie Rich remembers a little bit again, and Grunge Princess gets so excited that she hugs him. And then he tries to use this as an opportunity to feel her up a little bit. And he's like <laughs> acting like a 13 year old. I swear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then she she inca- incapacitates him. She like does that arm behind the back move. And I'm like, yes, girl, this is what I was waiting for. Yes. Mm-hmm. More of this. Uh, Richie likes it. Yes, he yeah, does. Uh-huh. He, he likes it. And uh, <laughs> I like it, too. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah, I agree. So after all that, Richie Rich drops Grunge Princess off at her apartment and is again appalled at where she lives and then tells Grunge Princess to erase his phone number. Extremely classist. Right. (laughs) He just like he like they have like this nice time or I guess like a half of a nice time. And then he drives her home and is like, because you live here, you should erase my number. Yeah. Ew. I guess that's you to Richie. That's kind of reflecting that whether he's 34 or 21, he's kind of like in many ways the, 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 that same kind of immaturity and shallowness yeah. as a person. Maybe that's what the writers are going for. Maybe. If we cut him a little. No, Steve, no. Steve, cut, cut him no. Some. We're just, not just cutting them. Of, none? No. No. Okay. Okay. Penultimate episode. Fine. <laughs> yeah. No more slack. No more. We the are writers, done. they gotta, they just gotta take it. Yeah. They gotta take it. They gotta take it. <laughs> well, so meanwhile, during all of this, John Mayer is listening to the new track that we think Bernie wrote. Um, and then like is so excited he gives Bernie a nuggy, and Bernie does not like that and threatens <laughs> to take back the song. Which is like okay. Bernie had such a strong reaction to yes. this. He was I mean, like, "No, I'm a big boy." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, his hair is very nice, so like maybe you know, if I just got a blowout or whatever, which I don't do, but hypothetically, if I did, and someone <laughs> then gave me a noogie, I would also be very mad. Yeah, I I used to put all this product in my hair, and then like a friend would just like mess up my hair and be like pissed and like eh, yeah. Ah. Uh, well, Richie Rich comes in and Bernie's very rude to Richie Rich. And then they have another Rudolph. They're just like, Rudolph. So funny. yeah, <laughs> they just like sling insults at each other. Um, Can and- I share what my favorite insult? Oh, please. Um, this was Bernie to Richie regarding Richie. Like when Richie was like, oh, what do you think of my tracksuit? And Bernie was like. Uh, he says something like, like, you're not the only person in the world. And then he's like, why are you just dis- causing a disturbance to someone else's eyes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And I just I love it to imply that mm. someone's outfit is so bad that it's causing a disturbance to other people's mm. eyes. Would you say that Richie Rich is feeling the burn? Oh, oh. Feeling. that insult. <laughs> There you oh, go. Shit. Oh shit. I would I would say it. It was <sighs> glorious, I have to say. It was quite glorious. They, they were really emphasizing the the 21-year-old versus 21-year-old mm-hmm. battle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they also Richie Rich also finds out in this scene that Grunge Princess is a John Mayer fan, which does not please him. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, cuz John Mayer is like cuz he's like who is Gil Raim and John Mayer is like, well, first of all, she's my fan. She's yeah. Like, yeah just like, first and foremost. Very, very funny. Her defining yeah, yeah. characteristic. Also, I don't know if you both heard this, but um, Bernie said he used to be a model. Yes, mm-hmm. he did. Yeah. I mean, he's extremely handsome, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh, interesting. Will this like become anything? Probably is this not. another seed? A yeah. Little, like, is this? Uh, catwalk this is battle? what. Writers, this is what you've done to us. Like mm-hmm. anything we hear, we're like, oh, I guess I gotta like put that in my pocket. And like, uh, who's this character? Champagne rank? Maybe that guy. I'll come back. <laughs> you know, like what happened to Richie's sister? What yes! happened to Richie's sister? What happened to Richie's sister? She's got to end up with Hottie, right? I mean, oh my uh, god, poor they were Hottie. setting them up for so long. Oh my gosh. Well, so this next sequence really. 
was felt very bizarre to me. I don't know if it did for you guys. I agree. But Blazers and Kristen Chenoweth are meeting up for coffee, <laughs> and Kristen Chenoweth is pissed. She is mad. And I guess she's doing that thing where she's going to try to pay her off or something or try to break up their relationship, John Mayer and Blazers. Oh, I didn't catch on to that. I don't. That's my that's what I thought was happening. That makes sense. Yeah. Like she the the mom, John Mayer's mom was very disturbed that, you know, she she discovered what seems like some sort of weird twisted ploy to get with uh, Richie Ridge. But then also blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, she's like, what are you really? You know, and. I mean, it, it seems like she was trying to lead to like, you know, a rich mom thing of like, don't see my son ever again kind of a deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, John Mayer comes in and puts a stop to that, which is like, John Mayer, how did you know where they were meeting <laughs> and <laughs> if they were meeting? Everyone's always got GPS trackers on their phones or something. Like I know. <laughs> and like truly like John Mayer is like, hmm, who's talking about me right now? And like <laughs> then can just like teleport <laughs> to yeah. those people. Yeah. Well, he's. John Mayer is mad because he's like, I'm trying to impress Blazers and she's very delicate, so please don't yell at her. Uh, and then Kristen Chenoweth is so mad, she hits John Mayer with her bag across the head, <laughs> which is very funny. And then they argue more and she tries to hit him again, but Blazers, like, stops her. Like, full-on yeah. hottie, like, blocks the bag from hitting I John Mayer. I thought of hottie in that moment, too. <laughs> I was like, damn, maybe you should be a stunt woman, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what can she do? You what know, she doesn't she do? blink. So. She never blinks. Amazing. Yeah. But she in that moment, she's like, well, let's just have drinks instead, huh? To like Kristen Chenoweth. And I'm like, all right, where's this going? <laughs> yeah. And then they cut oh, to a God. bar where they're taking shots. And it feels, I don't, I didn't really understand what they were talking about, but it kind of felt like they were low-key dissing John Mayer. Is that they right? They were, they were. Yeah. Because they is... were comparing him to an, uh, a very well-known, famous actor named Tim oh. He was like the George Clooney of Korea, like back in the oh, 2000s. Wow. Yeah, like, like considered the most like good-looking, charismatic, whatever of that time. Mm, gotta um, look him up. And then, yeah, uh, yeah I don't know what he's, he's been up to lately, but... Um, yeah, they're just saying that. Yeah, John Mayer's nowhere like that. Yeah, and he's there. He's there pouring them <laughs> yeah. drinks. Yeah. Pouring them drinks. <laughs> and he's like, and then at some point, he was like, "Are you guys done or something?" And they were like, "You can leave. Yeah. Like, you don't need to be here." <laughs> and then, yeah. like weirdly, it feels like they have a girlfriend like bonding moment over both having dry skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I really, I really thought that was so funny when Blazers also took out her face spray because mm-hmm. it, like, at first it felt like, oh, maybe she's trying to like do a power move on Asian Christian Chenoweth, but then I was like, oh no, she's just genuinely like, oh yes, I use this same Evian refresher or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. So bizarre. I was like, that's all it took. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. a couple of drinks and a spray of the your face. Steve, I have a cultural question. I might not be able to answer this one. But uh, go ahead. I bet you you can. Uh, well, I mean, I guess I don't know. Um, but I noticed, and this is something that I had read in my various Googling of Korean culture, um, is mm-hmm. uh, that when Christian Chenoweth's mom, Asian Christian Chenoweth, was taking her shots, she was doing it straight on. Yeah, but yeah, when, yeah. Uh, but when Blazers was doing it, she turned away to do mm-hmm. it. And yeah. that's that's like a high status, low status or like older, younger thing. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, considered rude to just be pounding a shot facing forward to like a someone you is you would consider an elder. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, but it's like still cool to take shots around your elders. Yes. <laughs> and I would say further that um, if John Mayer wasn't there then probably what happened in throughout that scene was that she would pour Christian Chenoweth, Asian Christian Chenoweth, uh, the, the drinks before pouring herself or like always offer to pour first kind of mm. a thing, you know, and then and pour with like two hands kind of a thing, you know, mm. those kind of gestural signs of respect. Got it. But yeah, like yeah. if it's friends, you wouldn't do that. Yeah, if it's, your, if, if it's your peers and friends, then fine. But then even so, you know, especially in like high school, Maybe even college. It's like, you know, you know, that at that age, people make a big deal out of seniority, whether like a year year older than it's like, you have to serve me, treat me like an elder and all that kind of stuff. It's a source of friction for many Korean Americans. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people feel bitter about because like, you know, in America, it's like you don't necessarily grow up with that kind of 
You culture. just take shots face on, you know, yeah. all the time. Yeah. And then for Americans, it's like, you know, Korean Americans, it's like, you know, respect is earned, not given. And, you know, mm. just, and then, you know, Koreans who don't understand that, be like, shut the fuck up. We're all there. <laughs> you know, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. A little insight. Yeah. Mm. K Culture 101. It's one of those things that I had read about, and I was mm. like, huh. Mm-hmm. Here it is. There Here you it go. is. Mm-hmm. Wow. Look at me learning. Mm-hmm. Oh, love it. <laughs> learning. Love it. <laughs> learning from a Korean drama. Learning from the Korean. I mean, Ooh. that's what I said. That's why I said I got into I was like, I want to learn about Korean culture from this dang Korean drama. And you know what? Now I know that if someone who is older or more senior than I am, that if they give me a shot, that I will not take the shot face on no. yeah yeah you turn a your little head to the side then, uh, it's, like, it's like a gesture it's like <laughs> it's funny it's because it's like sneaky. a it's a little empty gesture like oh i'm hiding it because i'm mm-hmm. not this is a, something naughty that i shouldn't be showing you who i'm doing or something <laughs> i see i see yeah yeah strange well at the end of their drink sesh blazers and asian christian chenoweth pay for their drinks which is a very high bill using john mayer's credit card and i think that is so great so love it good for you girls uh, and John Mayer finds out about this when he's going to see his manager who wants John Mayer to be the PR rep for a no, uh, no smoking campaign, mm-hmm. which is great news for John Mayer because it means the public has forgiven him. And then this moves really fast because the next day, John Mayer is going to an event to accept a certificate of being a PR rep or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It was um, very odd. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys no- uh, notice this, but everyone else is wearing suits. And then in the background. John Mayer's manager's assistant is fully wearing a hoodie and jeans. Hoodie. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that, that too. That was so funny. Like, what? A- oh, God. And then they sing this pop song about how smoking is bad for you. And it's so funny. And he sings it with like a choir with of children. children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so cute and also hilarious. And also, they wrote that song so fast. Yeah. Literally recorded for the next day. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I can neither affirm nor deny whether this is how they do PR campaigns in Korea. <laughs> I don't think it's the way they do it. Yeah. Just a little something that was uh, made for TV here. Yes. Perhaps. perhaps. Another liberty the writers took. Mm-hmm. And they take so many. They take so many. Hmm. Well, later, John Mayer takes Grunge Princess out to tea to basically chat what's going on with Richie Rich. And I think it's so funny that Grunge Princess basically says Richie Rich is being super horny, but cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, again, it's like very odd, like mixed messages. And it's like like the, the, the character, uh, like morals are not, I don't feel like they're, they, they follow any sort of a line. No. Yeah, nothing ever told me before that grunge princess was into guys who act like horny 21 year olds right (laughs) yeah oh god and and also like her behavior with him did not also indicate that she thought it was cute at all right like odd that she said that to john mayer when she was like get off me and then like did whatever move she did to like pin his arm behind his back like Mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense yeah it's like who who's really being real here I, i don't even know anymore yeah, I don't know. And then John Mayer flashes his shoulder, like, in part of his chest. For what reason? I don't know. I thought he was trying to show a bruise or a hickey to show, like, how, like, oh, well, I'm scandalous, too. But then I rewound it, and and it's like, I, I don't know. I, maybe it wasn't HD enough, but I couldn't see anything that indicated, like, something scandalous. Was he just trying to show his shoulder? Like, I don't know. I don't that's the impression it. I was under that it, he was like, you know, trying to like show a little skin type of a thing. Yeah. Like I can be sexy too. Here's <laughs> so my shoulder. shoulder. Like, oh man. It's so weird. And like, don't stretch out your t-shirt. Like, no. You know, don't stretch mm. out your shirt. Oh, yeah. Take care of But I do clothes. think it's really funny whenever he does his celebrity laugh where he's like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do love that. <laughs> yeah. I love He's, it every time. And then charm to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we love him though. Yeah, yeah. Well, after this, they're both very happy that Richie Rich seems to be slowly regaining his memory. Um, John Mayer drops Grunge Princess off. And of course, Richie Rich is there to catch them, like hanging out, being all flirty or whatever. 
and they play it up uh hopefully to like push him into some more memories mm-hmm. and then this is uh, this is the fan moment of the episode oh. i think oh, oh, oh. i, I would say for me anyway um Italy's secretary <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> Italy's secretary is there and he sees all this happening. He sees Richie Rich, John Mayer, and Grunge Princess all go to her apartment. And he has this like Shakespearean, regretful, like mini <laughs> monologue yes. about how he's like, Oh, I wish I wasn't the one to see you, but he's so sincere about it. It's so great. Uh, but he reports it anyway to Italy. Uh, <sighs> and so that's funny. the end of him. <laughs> yep. That's all. But he left such an impression on me. I, I, I mean, they gave him the line. They're like, you know what? You did such a good job. We'll, we'll toss you a line here. <laughs> I yeah, wonder if he I, improvised it. <laughs> oh, I man. hope so. I definitely would vote for him for fan favorite. I mm. thought he was. So I mean, great. that was formidable, but I don't. If Secretary Kim is up against him, I don't know that I can't not vote for Secretary Kim. But I think that they're like so different. Like, I think we have to put them on different tiers, right? Mm. Because, like, because, like, Secretary Kim is a recurring and, like, you know, um, to be fair, like uh, uh, Aunt Taylor Loft's mom, mom's secretary does recur, but he's typically more like has fewer lines in it and yes. is less seen. So I don't think it's fair to put Secretary Kim versus Secretary. We don't even know what his name is, you know, secretary against each other. He who must not be named, perhaps. Yeah. Secretary Voldemort. Mm. Yeah. It's like. It's like a battle now that we're like, there's only like one hour left or so of, of, of actual like screen time. It's a battle of the uh, the supporting characters or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, because like, I, I do think it'd be more even if it's like, oh, Secretary Voldemort versus Champagne Frank. Like, right. Yes. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. Now we really. Oh, we who really did? got oh. a battle. Oh. We really got a pull for Kathy's Instagram. So <laughs> much potential yes. for like spinoffs. Oh. Love to see so many spinoffs. Would this. love it, mm-hmm. honestly. Well, Italy calls Richie Rich after she got this um, news from Secretary Voldemort. And she is scheming because she tells Richie Rich that the fireman from the accident not only is dead, but that his daughter, Grunge Princess, is using his death as an ulterior, ulterior motive to be with him and that soon he'll remember all this. This was taking it way too far, even yes. for her. Yes. Mm. A very this big, is horrible. Desperate gamble, I suppose. Yes. But Richie Rich believes her. And, you know, he asks to speak to Grunge Princess alone, reveals that he knows about her dad, that he's dead. And he tries to leave or he wants to leave to figure it out on his own, which leaves Grunge Princess in a very vulnerable state. Um. And then at home, Richie Rich asks about asks uh, our favorite uh, housekeeper uh, about the cash on his nightstand. And she tells him that he cherishes cash now. And he grabs all of Grunge Princess's things and lays them out in front of him on the coffee table. Including the ellipse box. The ellipse Just, box. Mm-hmm, we love to see it. Uh, and, and the There's oranges. There's still nothing in the box. Yeah, nothing in the box. Mm-hmm. And the oranges are still... I don't know when those oranges were bought, but they're still looking pretty fresh. Yeah, those... Maybe... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Kathy. No, they're just not organic. They can't no, be. No, clearly not. Yeah, definitely not. Way loaded with preservatives. Yeah. Or maybe because of who Richie is, he like got some like Scotch Guard or something mm. and like Scotch Guarded them so that they would like stay preserved. Because mm. he's like, I don't, I don't know if Scotch Guard works that way. That's can you, just. The can you do that to fruits? <laughs> he would figure out a way to mummify an orange. Yeah. You know, mm. like mm. if it like was touched by Grunge Princess. Yeah, feels like he would do. You know what like though? That. Maybe we assume that they were real to begin with, and what Richie Rich's mom was pissed off about when she was presented them back in the day was because they were fake. <laughs> She's like, "Girl, I'm <laughs> hungry. Give me some real oranges." I cannot that accept this. That would be this. so <laughs> funny if you showed up to somebody's house with a basket full of uh, <laughs> fake mandarins. I also would be bad. I'd be like, what What am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. They're decorative. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, so funny. Secretary Kim and Ah Young are on a very weird date. Yes. Where and he... again, Elvis Costello is playing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally missed that. And he's just like staring at her as she eats. It's very weird. He gets a call from Richie Rich uh, who asks him about Grunge Princess's stuff and is also mad at his attitude, but 
We'll forgive him because he's Secretary Kim. Uh, <laughs> Secretary he's so pouty. He's oh, so man. pouty. He like super. Why- he's like, why would I know what they are yeah. and why they're? Important and that to you? seems really odd. Like, even if your boss is like your same similar age, like it seems really odd, especially compared to where he how he behaved like at the beginning of the series. Yeah, yeah. he's he's getting comfortable, getting bold. Yes, he he's in love. He's ready to go. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love will buy rice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, he also, so after they hang up, uh, I thought this was a seed, but it doesn't, it doesn't pay off at all. But Secretary Kim <laughs> tells Ah Young that the memory loss is a top secret work thing. So like, don't talk about it at work, which I thought maybe it would come out. But again, it's not a seed. It's a fake seed. Fake seed. Fake seeds. Mm-hmm. Monsanto. Mm-mm. Damn it. And then, so Ah Young takes a, drink of her latte and there's some cream on her lip so secretary kim does the kiss thing where he kisses her and then she throws water in his face i'm like yes she's like i did not give you permission so incredible she put the way she pushes his face Mm -hmm. is like so good you know what though okay okay i'll give her i'll give her points for the audio peaking Mm -hmm. i loved it it felt like the her her directorial coaching was like, just reach for the peak. You can do it. So she like just made it her mission to blow up the mics. Yeah. Uh, and, and make him just zonk out for a second. I never gave you permission. Whoa. That's, that's <laughs> just, my imitation. Just like that. But but what confused me was her words and her face didn't match. Cause it seemed like the actor playing Ayung was like really just in an SNL sketch and she was just trying her best not to crack up because it looked like she was about to be on the verge of laughing uh, mm. when she was like yelling at him and I couldn't take her seriously, you know? That's I don't a know. valid point yeah. and possibly, uh, po- possibly, possibly that's true, but because she was throwing water into... Secretary Kim's face. Maybe they only had like a like one or two takes of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just like they were like it. Kind of looks like she's laughing, but we have to go with this because we don't oh, have enough. We don't have enough options. Very good observation. That's probably what happened. I gotta <laughs> admit, I wasn't. I didn't even see it because I was like snapping too much. I was like, yes. <laughs> I also didn't notice that she was laughing, but that would be my explanation. Ch- I, I challenge you to rewind it because that's what I did. I was like, wait a second, that felt really strange. Rewind it. And her face, it looked like she was in on the joke. And she just wanted to splash his face with water. There's no way I'm going to rewind it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely can't can't rewind it. But I did love that moment. I love to see Ah Young standing up for herself. I mean, we saw Ah Young stand up for herself and Grunge stand that's up true. for herself in this episode. That's true. Yes. That's true. We love yeah, to yeah. see that. And then I really loved also how Secretary Kim was like, well, I saw it in a K drama. They don't ask for for permission in the K drama, mm-hmm. which was like felt like commentary about Richie. Mm-hmm. 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 I love that they're self aware. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but not self aware enough. No, never to not do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so as this is happening, John Mayer is in front of Blazer's uh, building with coffees, and he wants to take her on a very public walk. Uh, because he says he will now be public about their love. And a huge crowd gathers to watch them walk down the street. It is like so many people. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, I felt it was like very odd that he was like, we're dating. And I was like, this is quite a leap from like, oh, I'm just trying to get back in your good graces. And then they're they're dating. Yes. It feels like she should be on board. Yeah, I mean, I think this is his way of trying to show her, like, look, I'm not trying to keep our relationship a secret anymore. Like, I value you yes. more than my career. Kind right, of right. Yeah. Yes. I also thought it was so funny that a few fans confront John Mayer to be like, <laughs> yeah. you betrayed us by dating someone. And he's like, dude, I'm 36. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, let me Can date people. Yeah. And then, and then he, he just, sorry, go no, ahead. No, go please. Ahead. I think you're going to say it. No, I think you're going to say it. So please. No, you guys both the- say it at the same time. Ready? And then it, and then he just hands off his coffee to somebody. Oh, that wasn't what I was gonna say. But that <laughs> was funny. He, he like handed off his coffee to somebody. One of the fans and was like, yeah, "Here, yeah. just drink this." And then just walked away. And I was like, "Ew, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was gross." But he, before he did that, he also told them he like gave them suggestions of other people to be fans of. Oh yeah, 
Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh. Very John Mayer. Very mm-hmm. on brand. Yeah. Just be fair. For that. He's, he's his own anti fan. Yes. Guys, you know, like he's always his own anti fan. Yeah. Where anybody else can anti fan him. It's hard to hate him when he hates himself. Yes. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is like the classic, like, Oh, I became, you know, this is how how I became a comedian, you know, because I make fun of myself before other people can make fun of me. Yeah. I'll be my own anti-fan before you can be my Mm anti-fan. Yes. I have a soft spot for that kind Uh, of I love him so much. I also just love the term anti-fan. Yes. Not somebody who doesn't like me or who's like, oh, doesn't like my work or whatever. They're an anti-fan. They're actively. Yeah. Yeah. Not actively. (laughs) <laughs> making internet forums and and wasting a lot of time on the keyboard. Yes. Yep. Oh man. Well, at home, Richie Rich discovers that Alice in Wonderland book, another stupid reference, and finds that like poem with the picture that Grunge Princess had put in there for him. But now it's edited, and he thinks the edits are stupid. But then he notices it's his handwriting, and then he remembers everything like just like that. He flashes back to I hate it. It was so stupid. Oh my god. I hate it. I hate it. And then also, but then they also so they flash back to all this stuff that we've already seen, but then they also introduce a new idea that has not yet paid off. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess it does pay off, but they introduce the idea that Richie saw Grunge Princess and Ah Young at Grunge's dad's funeral. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it actually, that's not what pays off. So I'm right. And it doesn't pay off. It doesn't pay off. (laughs) Well, and then so he runs to Grunge Princess's apartment now that he's remembered everything. And what I love is he's very distressed, but he still remembers to take off his shoes at the door. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Grunge Princess tries to explain because she still thinks he distrusts her or whatever. But he hugs her and he says he came over to hug her. But then he like tricks her and tells her he doesn't remember everything and says he'll go on another blind date and that she isn't his style and then he's like just kidding i remember everything (laughs) what the fuck is wrong with you and then she's crying and he's like oh i thought you'd be happy and it's like no you just like terrorized me you emotionally terrorized me yeah very manipulative we do not He's basically saying, I'm back. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, that is true. It is like, the, it is Richie in his purest form. But also mm. just like logistically a waste of time in this episode. Like he could have just said, yeah, I remember everything. Especially considering what comes next. Like it's yes. so wild that they spent any amount of time on this. Right. That's true. Because mm. he kisses her forehead twice, tells her he loves her twice, but then reveals that that was a message from her dad. Mm-hmm. And then we flash back to the accident where uh, Richie Rich is stuck in an elevator crying out for help. And it wasn't only he wasn't only in an elevator accident, but he was in an o- elevator accident because a building was on fire. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it seemed like maybe some kind of explosion happened. Yeah, I don't know. Um, But Richie really Rich bad. is in an elevator crying for help. Which father is there? Grunge Princess is dead. The witch father is there. And he hears uh, Richie Rich, even though other firemen says the building is clear. So he goes to save him. And I got to admit, Richie Rich is being a little bitch because he has like a he's bleeding right from his leg. So I understand that hurts, but it's on the lower half of his leg and it's only one leg. He he can stand. And also, like, it seems odd, like, I don't know, I, I, maybe I don't have license to to think this because I've not been in this situation, but, like, I feel like you would think that the, I mean, I had a lot of grievances with the scene, but I feel, I felt like I was like, don't you have, like, adrenaline to get you out of here? Like, I don't know, like, maybe mm. not, but that was... That was the thought that I had. And then also I w- thought that they were in there for a very long time without anybody having like smoke inhalation issues. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It felt like in the narration, at least Richie Rich is like, oh, my leg hurts so bad. But I don't think that was his biggest problem, especially considering how little the wound was. The Yeah. It feels like with a lot of things that happen in the Secret Garden uh, TV show. That, like, they didn't need the leg thing. Like, it could have been enough that he was, like, felt weak from the smoke inhalation or he was just scared or he, like, you know, didn't have the the physical strength to get up. Like, the leg thing, like, felt like an additional, like, extra. Totally agree. 
Well, Witch Dad goes back to find Richie Rich, opens the elevator door, gives him oxygen, um, and tries to like pull him up, but Richie Rich, because of his leg, can't get to him, which is, I don't think, a real reason, but whatever, we'll give it to him now. <laughs> so the Witch Father goes into the elevator to help him out. And in doing so, the elevator like drops a little bit. So, and it's all like dangerous and he can't, they both can't get out. So basically he saves Richie Rich and stays in the elevator to die for both of them, but tells him to go and tell his daughter that he's sorry he's not home earlier and he loves her a lot, which is very sweet. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. And also before that, he had said like before he knew that he was going to he was going to die in the elevator. He was like, oh, after this, I'll say I'll I'll introduce you to my daughter. And Mm -hmm. I was like, that feels very accurate to a dad is like, yeah, in every situation is like, oh, let me introduce you to my daughter. Yeah. And dad, if you're listening to this, I am talking about you. Oh, man. I guess that's a parent, parent's uh, duty, I suppose. Mm, yeah. But I have to say, can we can we run a, a little simulation of, of how I think that, that could have played out? Let's do it. I, okay. I'll, I'll, can, uh, I'll be Richie's dad. Okay. Who, can somebody be Richie Rich when he's actually, he's, he's been hoisted into that crack, uh, and now Richie's like, come on, you know? Kim, you can okay, do it. Okay, I'll be Richie. I'll be the yeah. fire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 Kathy, excellent. you start. Kathy, you start. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to just sit here for a second. No, grab my hand. There's a fire happening. Cough, cough, because there's a lot of smoke inhalation. I have my shirt up over my face. But I want you to meet my daughter. Just promise me that. First and foremost. Get out. We, we, this isn't the time for matchmaking. You need to get out of the elevator. Take my hand. Cough, cough. There's smoke inhalation. Is there space up there? There's a lot of space up here. Okay, because this elevator sounds like it's going to go crashing down. Yes, so we don't really have time to have any more conversations. So you should just take my hand and I'll do my best to pull you up. Can't you hear the fire? It's coming for us. I'm coming. Oh, shit. I think the fire said it was coming. You're right. I'm scared shitless. I'm taking your hand. Let's get out of here. Thanks. And scene. And scene. And that's how it could have It could have ended. If the writers were trying to milk the whole like self-sacrificing thing, this is what they should have done. I'm not going to have us do another simulation. But all they could have done was have the elevator go down yet another half a foot so that he couldn't physically go through. And that's all you needed to do to solve that literary problem. Yeah, it was really Steve, weird the, the way pe- they did it. The, your audio peaking indicates mm-hmm. that you are passionate about yeah. it. <laughs> I was like, yes. why would you have to do this weird thing where it's like clearly Rich Rich is able to get up and he's saying, just come on, grab my hand. And then he just refuses for some unknown reason. Yeah, I mean, they're like, they, like so this, this ties into my big grievance that I have here. Oh. Mm. Um, because, you know, the leg, like having a leg injury while you're already stuck in an elevator, like that's a thing on a thing. Like having uh, the dad just decide to self-sacrifice instead of like giving some sort of a scenario that makes it impossible for him to leave. That's like a thing on a thing. Um, and then also they do all they do this whole scene with the dad none of this explains how he's a fucking witch and so they don't even need they don't even need ah. this goddamn, they don't even need all this goddamn body switching and shit because like it's like the body switching and the witch shit is all is like shit on shit you know it's like yeah. so, i'm sorry i'm swearing so much like, they're like we don't need it why is he a witch why is he a witch? <laughs> we don't need it. We didn't we need it. Because it's already insanely it. traumatic. Like, watching that, like, I was, like, upset watching that scene. Because I was like, this is fucking traumatizing. Like, this would be, like, if if Richie, like, lived through this experience, like, he must have, like, that's, like, really serious and, like, really terrible to have to live through. So they don't need all of this, like, we don't need the witch and we don't need, you know, all this yeah. other stuff. How is the data witch? How is the data witch? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that almost oh sounds garden. like a song. It's like, how is the data witch? How is the data witch? How is the data witch? 
How is the data witch? How is the data witch? How is the data witch? How is the data witch? How is the data witch? Well, we never oh, find out. I'm serious. I'm mad. Well, oh, maybe I'm it's mad. maybe it's this. Okay, well, because Grunge Princess is very like upset, obviously, after hearing all this, but is still grateful for the message. And they go to his grave, and at his grave, Richie Rich apologizes that he couldn't give the whole message, and maybe part of the message is how he is a witch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. I just, I was, I tried to give them a little slack there and I should have known better. Okay. Well, I tried to like so the slack that I'm, I'm kind of on the same page with you where like I heard that and I was like, oh, are they trying to say that like, like grunge's dad's spirit wasn't able to fully cross into the afterlife or something until Richie delivered that message. Like, is that why he was a witch? Mm. But like, there's no payoff. They don't explain that. Like I'm, I'm pulling this out. I'm just going to read this thing because I need a justification for why he's a witch. (sighs) Yeah. Well, we'd never get it because we end this episode with Richie Rich going to see Italy, confronting her for being bad and lying and then telling her she's lost him. And that's it. She he has set a boundary. They are done. Yeah, and he like implies that he and Grunge are going to be engaged because he's like, I'm going to go be her husband now. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Oh, I mean, it's like they tie tie up one loose end, and but as a consequence, they always open up like five more. And at this point, thank you, Kitty. It's just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cat is also upset because uh, yeah. why is he a witch? One episode left mm. to tie up how many? 70, 80. <laughs> Our whole track. lives. There's so many. Yeah. Will we ever find out about Champagne Frank? Oh my God. Will we ever find out about Richie's sister? Never. And will we ever find out about how Grunge Princess's dad is a witch? How is the dad a witch? How is the dad? How is the dad a witch? Okay, but really quick, I know we're wrapping up, but I just have one last thought. I just have one last thought inside of my mind. Okay, so Steve, you said before that they write this show or they write K dramas like as it's coming out. So maybe they introduced um, Champagne Frank or or to give the writer someone a slap. That that they introduced Champagne Frank. They introduced Richie's sister intending for that to become something and then they were like actually we're gonna go with this other thing and then they didn't pull high enough and the writers are like sorry yeah they were like oh sorry ah uh, you know what i would love to see these production notes mm-hmm. if you got the production notes <laughs> i would love the yes show. please uh, yeah tweet tweet us mm-hmm I have no, you know what? That, that's that's a good point. That's a good reminder. Um, even though I said that before, <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> All these uh, production related things can complicate the story, um, and it's not like this. The the whole s- series of any given drama. Like all the episodes are already pre written out. Oftentimes, it's a evolving process based on ratings and feedback, and it's like you know, depending on how people are responding to it and. Maybe so, yeah. they were just maybe they're just like, you know, nobody really had any sort of a reaction to the dad being a witch, so we don't care about it. Mm. Which is bonkers. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. He's a witch and why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I that's that's really cutting the writers a lot of slack. <laughs> I mean, I haven't been cutting them almost any slack, mm-hmm. so it was it was time for me to be generous. Yeah, yeah, that's the ultimate slack. There's it absolves them of any responsibility <laughs> as writers. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are still responsible for it, but mm. I guess less so. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. <sighs> I guess in that scenario, we just we just uh, we're just like you know what they are beholden to the rules of you know the the ratings or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. (laughs) (laughs) 
the one thing that Secret Garden makes me feel is that because anything can happen out of thin air for this final episode, I have this weird hope that somehow it, it all fits together like a weird Tetris piece. So like mm. it'll all be in Ayoung's dream. Like there we will see Champagne Frank and Noodles Nancy and Richie <laughs> Richie's oh, yeah, sister. Yeah, Noodles Nancy. Oh <laughs> all my those gosh. People. The Christmas sale will have happened, which I will not let go of. <laughs> oh no, God. I'm with you, Kathy. I support you mm. in that. Oh, the whole and grandpapa maybe- will? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the grandpa will. Okay, let's all let's all give um our our uh um Predictions okay. for the last episode. So, mm-hmm. Steve, you think everything will fit together like a Tetris piece? Uh, that's my hope that that somehow, like the wizardry of the this is like the the magician's greatest uh sleight of hand. It's like they make you think that you're onto them, you're onto them, ha ha ha, and then a, a you know a great magician makes suddenly like at the very end of his show reveals that like he planned it all along. Whatever he thought was his like mistakes is actually like is all his according to his calculations, and I'm hope, I'm hoping for something like that. Hmm. Yeah, Kathy, I think they introduce at least one new character and one new side <laughs> plot. <laughs> and that leaves My, that's like unopened. Yeah. Like, they never resolve it. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. My money's for sure on that one. <laughs> no, I mean here's the thing. It's like you know. We, we're watching Secret Garden for a reason. There are so many people who will vouch for this drama. So many. To this Which very day, like, there's a lot of people still watching it. And they, they really, you know, I don't know. Um, they're seeing something that I'm hoping we'll see next time as we cover the final episode of Secret Garden. Uh, that's not my ending, though. Did you want to say something, Kim? <laughs> No, my bet's with Kathy. Uh, I, I think they'll introduce some more stuff. I, and I think my my guess is that uh, like Richie and Grunge will end up together and the mom will and Italy mom will be like, OK, fine. Like I decided that I'm not going to hold a grudge against you all. And then um, Olska and uh, Blazers will end up together. And yes. uh like in the eleventh hour, like Bernie will also like ma- like uh like lock eyes with somebody across the room. Like I, I feel like they're gonna like wrap it up like Love Actually style, mm-hmm. you know, where everybody has like a pleasant ending except for like maybe one person. And speaking of, I don't want to get into anything because we're running over. I think, but what happened to Park the Narc? He just like had to leave town. Oh, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> So that's where I'm going to end it. Oh, but I have one final question then, mm. because Hadi was such a central kind of like vehicle for much of this journey. Does Hadi end up with Richie's sister? I guess that's the question. Hadi's married to the job. Mm-hmm. I Ooh. bet we don't. I bet Hadi doesn't have like a partner by the end of this, but I bet we like meet someone like the manager's wife, you know? Hmm. Like she just pops out of nowhere. We shall see. We shall see. Oh my God. This is it. One more to go. One more to go. It's been a wild ride. Whew. Maybe I should And it's be- not over yet. It's not over yet. It's mm-hmm. not over yet. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. No. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We would never. No, 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 no. Never, 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 never. After 19 hours, we should know better. Mm-mm. We won't do it. Uh, signing out and uh, uh, looking forward to seeing you guys in the uh, in the twentieth. <laughs> you sound like a hostage. <laughs> I I am. I feel like a hostage. I can't have to watch a the hostage vital. of secret garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hostage in a garden. Uh, this is Steve. This is Kathy. This is Kim. And buckle up. The last episode. Thanks for listening to the Korean Drama Podcast. Our producer is Marvin Yue, and our executive producers are Will Choi, Bill Yu, and Joanna Lee. Follow the Korean Drama Podcast on Twitter at Korean Drama Pod, and if you haven't, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. The Korean Drama Podcast is part of the Potluck Podcast Collective. 
a collective of Asian American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian diaspora. Learn more about Potluck and our fellow Potluck podcasts at podcastpotluck.com. Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. We're the host of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Every month we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a wide variety of genres from contemporary to historical fiction, fantasy to memoirs, and crime thrillers to romance. Some of our past book club picks are Pachinko by Min Jin Lee, Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, and Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. We also go over what's new in the Asian American literary world and chat with some talented Asian authors about their work. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.